I am the stone that the builder refused. I am the visual, the inspiration that made ladies sing the blues. I'm the spark that makes your idea bright. The same spark that Hello everyone, welcome to the Prudent Podcast. God willing, today I begin my official podcasting, which will make this a season one and continues in series. I am the stone that the builder refused. I am the visual, the inspiration that made ladies sing the blues. I'm the spark that makes your idea bright. The same spark that lights the dark so that you can know your love from your right. I am the ballad in your box, the bullet in the gun, the inner glow that let you know to call your brother son. The story that just begun, the promise of what's to come. And I'm a remain a soldier till the war is won. What I would like to do now is that to look at and scrutinize specific political philosophy that was not known. This fixed political philosophy is different than the norm and the all-time assumed perfect political ideal that only existed in speech. How things should be. That's what everybody thinks of how politics should be. The reasons I would like to scrutinize these political ideals are that since it is existence from late 14th and 15th century, it changed the rulership dynamic. And I would also discuss where did this game-changing ideal came from and who are the victims, what positive lessons are there for us to learn from and understand how it affected us. Hello, Hundekhesan, Bagra Nagayan. Luftan Pun, the Prudent Oromo Podcast. Jama Saganta Hayu Johan Gemesi Oromo of Dura Fagese Ya. This political idea came from the book called The Prince, uh, written around 1513. Uh, Machiavelli is caricature to us that the name everyone knows, and the people actually talk about him. He died, actually faked his death, and came back, which is, I'll, I'll get to that, uh, how that happened or how did not happen, and which is that everybody knows this name. Uh, politicians are known by this name and those who conquered people and landes are known to be called Machiavellian for a very long time. Today, very influential throughout as well as in human history and his book that the most famous and even written Discourse of Levy, which is the Discourse of Life, that's supposed to be his real book, but he's known by the most uh, infamous book because he's known by his uh, infamy of politics. He's among the people of those known by place of where they came from. Uh, like Plato, uh, he's from Athens. Uh, Cicero's from Rome. And Machiavelli is from uh, Florentine, uh, born in 1469 and died at 1527. Uh, what makes Machiavelli different? than other pol political uh, philosopher that his political philosophy is a little bit different and uh, it clearly breaks from uh, the traditional society you know uh, past political philosophy and he does that he does these things by decoupling or alternating choices decisions and action made uh, to achieve a desired outcome and by the time of 1469, politics subsumed under the religious and the natural law were considered higher than politics itself. And this is the time people like Galileo Galilei, when they come up with the invention, actually they have to submit to the church's idea because otherwise there will be persecution if disobeying or doing things is not known to the tradition of churches. 
pretty much politics where it became subservient instead of uh, finding a real politics in politics itself which the real lesson is and how to act is in the world not in religion text or in headed down from higher uh, certainly not in philosophy this is how machiavelli believes actually uh, those are the things that actually hold this politics behind politics should be actually looked at in for it is political sake and that is how he believes, which is, he looks at it like this. For how we live so far removed from how we are to live, he abandons what is done for what ought to be done. Rather, learn his bring about his own ruin. The world in many societies still imagine as a perfect republic and uh, principalities that have never been seen or known to exist in truth, for it is so far from how one lives to how one should live that he who lets go for what is done, for what should be done, learns his ruin rather than his preservation. This passage is a message uh, for a certain uh, group of people. Uh, they could be in any countries, in any nation. Uh, they could be in still intact in their original way, or they are under colony, or maybe their identity is lost. It don't matter to whom. Uh, those people, their characteristics are a little bit different. This includes the Afro Kush of uh, the Oromo people. And they always operate how things should be, how government should operate, how the politicians should be, even though they are under actually different people's uh, colonization because uh, the people they are under is not remotely, even geographically lo located near each other, or they share common language, neither they share share a common culture or common letters or anything, demographic differences, yet they still believe in that old uh, classic mentality of how things should be instead of changing it with their own hands. Because this is a, a human-made problem, uh, breaking the natural law itself. In a, a good or virtuous society, it is more actually exposing oneself to a danger because that is not the reality of politics or a human nature itself naturally uh, when it is compared with the people of natural state and the people who are actually have become accustomed to materialistic uh, life and luxury life uh, without uh, no moral attached to it. How Machiavelli pu puts it, for a man who wants to make a profession of good in all regardless must come to ruin among so many who are not good. So that means is anybody must learn how not to be good according to necessity. It's not to be belligerent uh, without no reason or causes, but at the same time, for the abstract concept of kindness or virtue, one should not lower his guard for others to take over. Therefore, a people like or Oromo, they must learn how not to be good. Therefore, learn not to. This is what we are going to see where politics is politics in relation to a perfect model, the model of the form, which is, this is philosophical, which is, this is a Socrates or a Platonic, and that is how actually Oromo operates. It is politics because it goes, it has a Geda system that goes through eight 
ages and stages in growth for a virtuous human being. Therefore, if we are continuing to live in abstract vision of what should be done, we are not going to last because others don't act like it. And we, the Oromo people, are experiencing it, but we are not seeing as it is a flesh and blood, but statistics because what is being lost is a more than imaginable. So not every wrong has remedy in a court, but we have to scrutinize uh, certain uh, materials that been hand, handed down to certain monarchic societies so they can take advantage of other people and their belonging in their landes. Uh, we have to look at actually how this Machiavelli or the book Prince change uh, the leadership dynamic that we are talking about. Also, how actually the, the change also affected this society in what way. Book The Prince is written in 1513, like I said, when it was written and did not published until 1632, which is after his death, it was kept for more than 100 years, circulating among actually rulers who's been actually terrorizing the, the world by taking over lands to add to their kingdom because they found a way how not to find themselves uh, guilty or uh, feel empathy for anybody whatsoever at all for the job they do. A practical political leader and ambassador for 10 years this guy been doing and uh, while the magnificent uh, the Lorenzo family, the, the Medici family were uh, on power and this guy was you know, his, he was I think a political consultant and uh, during that time he was implicated against the Medici family. He was expelled. He was an exile, uh, which is actually they they physically harmed him, uh, which is that's why people believe this man. He was dead. He faked his dead and uh, came to life. What they talk about is some of the servants of the Medici family, actually they tied his hand to the back and throw him off the balcony and uh, dislocated dislo his shoulder. But he, he went on exile for a very long time. And that is how he came into knowledge. And we're going to look at how he came to those knowledges, unlike uh, a professors or teachers who sit and flip a books and pages and uh, talk about acidity theories without having a real practical hand-to-hand -hand combat with what they do. I've been saying that. So the Medici family, they came back to the power during his exile and now he's seeking actually a comeback and uh, be instated as a statesman or as a consultant and he has to actually he wrote this book while in exile but he was writing it as a gift for any ruler, which is for him it was the Medici's family but anybody can use it as a ruler to uh, gain their own interest and actually to uh, gain their own uh, destiny and goals. This book that was not published for more than 100 years that he's offering is as a gift which seems to be having a desire to give back to the power himself actually. He's a political consultant to begin with and who got a strategy for real power and that is what he's telling everybody. I have not everybody but the Medici family is actually in secret. He showed to uh, some of uh, the circling uh, members to show them how actually this thing what he wrote is more effective and it is a gift of all time. So he offers a rulers a knowledge from his time 
in politics and studying of history that lesson is how do i create a political community where the spirit of that community makes me indispensable to them how do i become indispensable to a political community and if that is the case how can i change that the political community the culture the spirit of the political community to make me indispensable to them this is what machiavelli come to teach if you boil down to the core of and beyond indispensable if you look at it the oromo people need to look at this again when the northern landlord came what they have done to oromo people and the crime they committed and the, the convincing power they they showed to make the oromo people submit to it is minority was actually it is a machiavellian way it, the, this book was exposed to the uh, uh, christian communities uh, and they the one actually who are going out and uh, taking over lands and uh, properties of others so they can add it to their own kingdom which is uh, it is uh, very scary uh, to look at how how from uh, china uh, to the entire asia and including russian stalin and to Cameroon, which is actually even to Ethiopia, acting like actually they are a new, uh, they are African whites that was going to colonize the African black, and which is the, this the Machiavelli who's enabling to do so, which is every colonizer has left whom they have colonized except the new discovered countries like the United States of America, uh, which is the, the system that is created also indispensable. So do Ethiopia, but in Ethiopia, cases are Ethiopia have produced no civilization no intellectual properties or anything whatsoever it was something that is forced together to put together through a crime and coercion which uh, people do whatever it takes to defend their families and their belongings their properties and their lands. and these are actually a just right or it is something that worth fight for to survive now to give it one more kick and how the oromo people see the politics of ethiopia is very much the way machiavelli said it how do i create a political community where the spirit of that community makes me indispensable to them and it feels like some oromo people cannot live without the existence of ethiopia that's how they see ethiopia as indispensable but to the to the to expenses of what and whom's life and what is that Ethiopia has to offer the Oromo people is, is it capable of offering anything at all which is if the existence of Ethiopia itself it is contingent upon the existence of natural resources and uh, the massive lands and the massive labor and knowledge of Oromo people and uh, somebody should see it with the sound mind have to look at how do I become indispensable to a society and that society cannot imagine going on without me and which is many Oromo people they believe they cannot go on without Ethiopia or Ethiopian the name or the politics or the concept itself is a very different than classical Roman Greek uh, philosophy and the way even Oromo have lived for very long time because the Geda system don't have Machiavellianism but uh, virtue and merit
that's how people are governing themselves so the key lesson that is useful and useful in life and leadership business military strategy a political strategy and more our approach determines toward which subject or categories we are or we are about to incline and when we are looking at this book because it covers all these things for whomever want to take the lesson from it lesson number one it is written in there's this after introduction there's a dedicatory letter and it is, says it is a customary for most you know uh, those who desire to acquire a favor from the mina they call it which is the prince called it the prince comes to meet him with things of gifts if any oromo listen and they would understand this it's called musunna and you know people go to any leaders kawale leaders or you know original leaders for a favor and that exists till today which is you know it's even in a western world it's kind of a little bit you know it's a little bit different but you know on trumpers and everybody else on bushes and clintons and obamas uh, this thing exists so there's no moral absolutism uh, for oromo people to think morality uh, while it is uh, under fire it is uh, it is absurd just like robert camus said about uh, the algerians as uh, you know against the french it's uh, why they don't why they don't resist which is they did it was not noticeable but there was also drought by the way algeria used to aid european during this drought time and this can be looked at through you know the library of congress or any archive as a history and africa was that powerful yet we still enslaving each other because of we have backward people who think like an old europe and then we also have oromo that still thinks that the oppressor is indispensable can no longer move without his oppressor so therefore to free Uh, ourselves just from psychological prison uh, we should learn from our past as our predecessors ancient the long past and the contemporary which is the time we are in and maybe a little bit past our generation and one must uh, apply rules and lessons learned from anything actually from time and uh, from the oppression and everything that is in disadvantage or advantage simultaneously you know a lesson from the contemporary and the ancient so to correct our chronological snobbery because we think the farther the person is and the less value the person has for the later generation or for the new generation which is the massive mistake that oromo has been making without not scrutinizing actually what what took place in a past uh, in historical context also what the prudential leaders actually intended to do with a lot of things uh, what kind of information have they left what kind of agenda they had what did they intended to do with the problem that was going on uh, so what did they do certain things so uh, so how much can we really learn from people of this time which is our contemporary you know so, so how much is, am i going to gain learning from the contemporary who are formed with the same cultural background by basic educational structure the same societal structure basic educational and cultural structure so depend how we seek information and the you know the ability how we perceive uh, matters is different it creates a difference between us other than that is everything we share is actually is the same so the 
is not much from the contemporary that helps me or help a society to change and understand uh, what is really going on and uh, when did this thing started imagine yourself as a 21st century Oromo who is listening and uh, making a comparison of yourself taken to or sitting with the 16th century and late 18th century and uh, even the final prudent uh, looking at you know uh, just a medieval time societal stages how much uh, difference changes can we see and how, how how do you measure these things in language do we have even measuring languages terms used by them and how the contemporary retained only these languages and terms which is Oromo use a lot of terms we say bilisuma it means a freedom but doesn't say right because right means it's mirga you know it is a kind of privilege after freedom that you have certain rights but when the prudent said freedom we need Never question what they meant or what was their intent. Some of the language they use is Walabuma, you know, a being owner of their own country, a Babiyuma, a Balafuma, being the, the leader of their own nation. And this is the language they used, and which is the new generation actually retained, yet don't know what they mean or what they are intent to be. It's not only that, also they gave us a flag, which is most people, they rather die for cause than being paid a money, even a pay mercenary will run away because he doesn't have a cause it's a money it's a what the person fights for and all these things need to be factored it's a how we are actually staging ourselves uh, how much differences how is, you know how, how do we see it, this the the difference between the contemporary and the ancient what kind of language they use is that what they meant for us they were looking out for us in a long run and they were setting us up to early to resist ideals uh, oppressive ideals uh, to uphold uh, human rights which is it's our own right it's a secret right of our own existence as a vision also they had uh, knowing the meaning and intent and the vision of an imagination of these people it is very vital so thus uh, we can learn a lot about the differences we see therefore they can help us see things also through their eyes if we really pay attention to our prudences because after all without them our resistance would not arrive to what is today and continuously uh, learning and studying the knowledge and action of a great man this is if we only truly rediscovering the old and uh, lost republic which is many Oromo would like to call themselves a, a republic and that's why I refer to it but I don't refer to that uh, we never been a republic or we never been even a nation we were principalities and uh, because of those because of we were principalities we lack a virtuous uh, soldier to defend actually uh, the whole nation and the, the principalities one by one fallen under the, the oppressor and that what took place in the same way for us to do things making things happen we need to study bio of the past hero and uh, shared past histories with our enemies with our colonizers a history itself what really took place so we can scrutinize and see where have we made a mistake or those history are written by heroes or by the enemy of by just by the victories and uh, what Machiavelli says is to study actually to know he promotes learning from the ancient and the contemporary and he is a 
practical man, a politician, ambassador who actually contributed to much of the world problem and much of the success of actually those leaders who benefited from those problems. For this is how he promotes actually his learning from time, just the time, the present time and contemporary and the past, including the, your predecessors, uh, which is we have a predecessors who laid down uh, a beautiful path actually that is today helping us. So this is what he says. I get up in the morning with the sun, go to a world of mine that I am having cut down, where I stay two hours to look over the work of the past days, to pass time with wood cutters who always have some disaster on their hand, either among themselves or within their neighbors. And regarding this wood, I would I would hear a thousands of beautiful things to tell you of what happened with me. Thus, now he says, I involved with this vernum, scrape the mold of my brain, and I satisfy the malignity of this fate of mine. As I am content to be trampled on this path, cease to see if she will be ashamed of it. When evening has come, I return to my house and go into my study. At the door, I take off my clothes of the day, covered with mud and mire, and I put on my regal courtly garment, and decently reclothed, I enter the, the ancient court with ancient men were received by them lovingly. I feed on the food that is alone mine, that I was born for. There I am not ashamed to speak with them and to ask the reason for their action. And they, in their humanity, reply to me. And for the space of four hours, I feel no boredom. I forget every pain. I do not fear poverty. Death do not frighten me. I deliver myself entirely to them. And because Dante says, to have understand without retaining doesn't make a knowledge. That is Chilling. So this is a, a very practical man, very intelligent, and uh, what he did resulted in what happened throughout Africa, throughout Asia, and many places in subjecting people under any ruler by any means. The same thing is going on even today with the Ethiopian government against Oromo people and other minorities. But my concern is right now, it is only solely Oromo people. That's the only thing that I'm concerned about and what he's saying is we have to learn from our contemporary and our ancient we have to look at what did our predecessors said what they laid down how can we emulate them without actually leaving out anything to be successful and to be free of uh, a social crisis that Oromo people living under for in 150 years pretty much that is Machiavelli time since then uh, the, the entire European continent actually left their continent to take over Africa and many places those people so with the exception of South Africa and certain places like where French colony left with the treaty signed like Djibouti's and Algeria's which is Algeria's now it is own free country but uh, it's all this happened but the Oromo people remained under
under a colony for more than 150 years and i don't care who's going to debate who has a pushback on this we can debate about it because there is clear distinguishing elements between the Oromo people and the rest of the people on a land. There is a demographic differences. There's a cultural differences. There is a temperament differences. That which is one, one of the main problems actually the temper, temperament differences. So Oromo behaves in virtuous manner and they cannot go off the line of meritfully virtuous to actually be unjust to actually obtain their justice. And that is the dilemma we are in because we're not scrutinizing what really took places and how these things actually affected and impacted us and for how long it will go for generation and generation from here on under the same uh, social crisis and oppression without no change until it is identity disappeared. Therefore, so the first lesson from Machiavelli is to learn from our ancient and to learn from the contemporary, which is the contemporary with whom we share many of existing societal cultures structure, educational structures and all this, but the ancient ones that the one who can tell us what really took place and how things were wrong or how things were right. If we are wrong or we were right or we are still right, but to rectify or to correct our political tendency, we must study these two, the ancient and the contemporary, so we can move on with our struggle. And for today, I will stop it on lesson number one. And as there's more to come on many of Machiavelli's lessons and we should learn from our ancient and the contemporary and that's lesson number one not only a lesson number one but it is a key lesson number one learning from our predecessors and the contemporary and those things will give us a clarity to move forward to see a little bit of the light the book Prince is very rich and interesting I have more to share about the relationship between the fall of Oromo and the politics of Machiavellianism. It will get better. Spread the word. See you soon with more of The Prince. Have a good one and be safe. I am the stone that the builder refused. I am the visual, the inspiration that made ladies sing the blues. I'm the spark that makes your idea bright. The same spark that lights the dark so that you can know you're not from your flight. I am the ballad in your box, the bullet in the gun, the inner glow that let you know to call your brother son. The story that just begun, the promise of what's to come. And I'm going to remain a soldier till the war is won. Chop, chop, chop.